Hello, friends. Last week, we introduced you to Ascent Nutrition's mold and mycotoxin-free organic coffee. Now it's time to check out their algae oil DHA. The benefits of algae oil DHA are incredible. It supports a healthy brain, memory, focus, clarity, and concentration, children's brain health, and a healthy development. It supports overall cardiovascular health, healthy DNA function, and a healthy inflammatory response. Algae oil DHA also facilitates quantum tunneling of electrons into the mitochondria for energy use. The list goes on and on. It also contains 250% more DHA than fish oil per unit. It's backed by at least 16 human clinical studies. Go check out all the benefits for yourself at GoAscentNutrition.com and use coupon code FKN to get 10% off your entire order. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guests are Lindsay Sharman and Ryder Lee. First, I have a couple of announcements. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, all podcast platforms, limited on YouTube. Check us out on Rockfin. This is where you get our premium content. You also get all the premium content and free content from every creator on Rockfin. Just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus or click the link in the description to sign up. Our website is forbiddenknowledge.news. This is the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. This is where you find other amazing podcasts from our community like Raised by Giants, Inception, The Ancient Gift, Going Down the Rabbit Hole, and many more. Check out our friends at Fake Mask. Unfortunately, it seems that the COVID narrative may be ramping up again. There are still businesses that require employees to wear masks. Fake Mask has the most breathable and authentic-looking masks on the market. They're sure to get you into work and on with your day. You can now also get Joe Biden toilet paper from Fake Mask. That's right, wipe your ass with Joe Biden with Fake Mask. Just click the link in the description or go to fakemask.shop and you get 10% off your order. Finally, guys, if you would like to help in any way with the Forbidden Documentary, anything is greatly appreciated. We can't do it without your help. The price of gas is incredibly ridiculous. You can go to supportfkn.com or use the PayPal link in the description. Anything donated through supportfkn.com and you're going to get access to Corey Hughes' research for his new upcoming book on the JFK assassination. 
like I said, guys, anything is greatly appreciated, and hopefully we'll be able to come out and visit with as many of you as possible. Today, I want to welcome back to the show Lindsay Sharman and Ryder Lee. Lindsay is host of Rogueways Podcast, author of four books, educator, and national board certified teacher with a master's in teaching. She is also a spiritualist and experiencer of other realms via astral travel, dreamwalking, visions, and interaction with other dimensional entities. Writer is host of Raised by Giants. He's a true seeker, knowledge guardian, and spiritual educator. He uses his real-world experiences to educate and elevate others to awaken, question their reality, and expand their consciousness. On Raised by Giants, he interviews others from all backgrounds about their spiritual awakening to bring people different perspectives of what's going on in the world on an individual and collective level. Lindsay and Ryder, welcome. How you both doing? Fantastic. I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks so much for uh, having us on. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to it and looking forward to speaking with Lindsay as well. Yes, it's nice to be here with you fine gentlemen. Yeah, this is going to be great. I invited some of my favorite people here today to discuss something that's becoming more and more evident with everything I learn, with each deception that comes from the media, news, government, from whistleblowers, even secret space people, as well as new age and some old age contactees that may not have the best interest of this community in mind. And that's the mainstream alien UFO UAP deception and where it could possibly be going and maybe look at some suspected big, big players in the disinfo game. And I want to get your insights into what is not only going on behind the deception, but what may actually be a genuine part of the UFO alien phenomena. Now, uh, Lindsay, let's start with how has your understanding of this phenomena changed over the years? It has changed tremendously, actually. I started out thinking it was just nuts and bolts all the way. Um, and I, I started seeing UFOs in the sky and I just assumed that they were nuts and bolts because I had no other, I don't know, I didn't have anything else to go off of. And eventually it seemed really unlikely based on the way that they would move and present themselves that they were uh, nuts and bolts, but I didn't really have the framework to deal with that idea. So I just was very confused. Um, and then as we've moved on, I think, who was it? Was it Keel or... Oh man, I don't know, Valet maybe, who first I was reading years and years and decades ago, and, and he was the first one that I ever read that said something like, mm, maybe these are spiritual or interdimensional in nature, more akin to what we would call angels and demons. And I was like, bing, like it made so much sense. And now uh, that's what my understanding is. I do think there's something physical going on too, though. I just think they're two different phenomenon. Yeah, it's really interesting how the phenomenon really changed over the years, right? Like it started out with uh, these uh, tinfoil uh, crafts, you know, looking like um, like hats in the sky, you know, trash can lids, like, uh, you know, the whole Billy Meyer thing. But, um, and they've evolved and they've changed a lot since then. And the phenomena has really developed into something completely different than it was like plasma craft, like interdimensional craft, like shape-shifting craft. We even have shape-shifting flying humanoids like on video now. So it's like, it's really weird. I don't exactly know when the shift happened, but when you think about it, you're like, how did it progress so quickly? You know, like 
if if something else in our reality would progress like that, we would really sit back and take notice, you know, if all of a sudden we went from, you know, uh, having cars that are run off of, you know, regular gas engines to having super plasma craft, like if, if the things that we were using in our everyday life evolved the way that UFOs and the phenomena has evolved, then I think that we would take more notice. But I think it's interesting how much it has changed since the very beginning. Well, and look at like the, even before the modern times, we had like the airship sightings that had all the same qualities as UFO sightings and UFO abductions and things, but they were like blimps, you know, they were like zeppelins. And then before that, they were like carriages, <laughs> like car- like horse carriages in the sky. Uh, and before that, who knows what, right? We have like all these old stories, like fairy folklore and mythologies that have all the same characteristics. And then when I found that out, I was like, what the hell? So it seems like they shift depending on what we expect, like the technology we're used to or what we might expect to see of something that's like slightly more advanced than us. Yeah. You know, what's a really interesting one is the Battle of L.A., right? Like, that's a really interesting case, how the uh, UFO was flying over L.A. I can't remember the exact uh, date when that happened. I think it was in the, in the 50s, 50, yeah. late 50s. Uh, 60s or whatever and then it was just kind of brushed over you know what i mean like they do they make an excuse for you know everything like you know the roswell crash crash was you know uh, an air balloon or whatever or crash test dummy they always make up some kind of excuse to to cover up the 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 phenomenon i don't remember exactly what they said i think they said it was a blimp at uh, battle of la didn't they I think so. I think you're right. Uh, but it is interesting. That's one of the only cases, well, one of the earliest cases uh, that I know of that we had uh, kind of interaction where our military fired at something and something fired back. And I think it destroyed some of our, our craft, if I'm not mistaken. So that's definitely an interesting case. But what do you guys think about the possibility that these some of these crafts started, uh, got you know, getting on our radar after the nuclear testing that we did after Hiroshima, after we actually launched a nuclear bomb. It seems like some of the phenomena did shift a bit after this. We did start seeing uh, what consider more like saucer activity. Um, I don't know, but like you both said, there's always been accounts throughout history. We can look at ancient paintings and photos and things like that and see that this phenomenon has been something for a long time. It may have been shifting, but what do you think about the uh, nuclear aspect? It is fascinating, especially to think like, did that rip a hole in space time or something like, did that create a portal that let them in? And if so, it gives even more credence to the like interdimensional spiritual sort of nature of the possibility of these things. But didn't the Jack Parsons thing happen at the same time? Like that Jack Parsons, like went out to the desert and like tried to rip a hole in space time through sex magic and whatever. And then, you know, seemingly succeeded. Uh, And then we had all of that phenomenon too. So, it's easy to look at it and say like, oh, they're trying to help us and they're responding to our possible self-destruction and they're just trying to save us. And I think that's the um, narrative that they being the psychopathic elite would love for us to pick up and run with and never think past, you know, it's like too convenient and easy. And then it also pushes you towards trusting whatever these things are, which I think you can trust some of them. I I do myself, but I just, it's, it's good to be wary too, <laughs> like what else might be coming through 
Yeah, uh, Aleister Crowley was said to have uh, opened up a portal too and never closed it, and he died before he was able to close it, and that's what uh, a lot of these entities have uh, come through that portal. Um, but you brought up uh, uh, something really interesting in there, Lindsay, that, um, well, Chris brought it up about the nuclear thing, and I think that they use the nuclear thing as a as a fear uh, mechanism, right? Because they're like, oh, well, if they can shut down our nuclear power plants, then they're, they're a threat to uh, our national security. And I think the opposite, right? Like, well, if they're able, do we want nuclear weapons? Yeah. Like, is that like a, a positive thing? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, um, and I, I think that they're using that excuse to make it and paint it as more of a threat. But again, it doesn't make any sense. Like if they can shut down the, the nuclear weapons, then they would effectively be preventing some kind of, uh, of a nuclear disaster. But uh, they're trying to flip that. Which I would love. I would love it if some aliens showed up and were like, look, guys, like here's what's going to happen. No more nukes. No more psychopaths. Like freedom space communism or whatever is gonna have like that'd be great but i just don't i think that's such a dangerous mentality right and i'm not saying you're promoting this or anyone here is but to a dangerous mentality to expect that hope for it or like welcome it because that's that's how they sneak in the um i guess degeneracy of your own self-responsibility and then you become reliant on something outside of yourself it's dangerous well, you have two separate sides of it. You have the one side of it that thinks that they're all good and that they're all here to save us and the betterment of humanity and all that. And then you have the other side that thinks that they're like a huge threat. And I personally don't think that they're either. I think that they just shoot down the middle of the line. They're absolutely neutral. And depending on, on, upon our perspective of them depends on what they are. And there's also a, a theory that... Um, I've heard a few people talk about that I've kind of adapted as well, that I think that a lot of them are able to just be who they want to be. Like they can, uh, they go into their closet and put on a different avatar, just like we come, we go to the closet and put on a different pair of clothes every day. And they're able to uh, use uh, a different avatar for whatever agenda that they want to get across that day. If they want to be a, a gray alien one day, they go put on a gray alien avatar. If they want to be a uh, 10 foot tall reptilian, then they go put on a 10 foot tall reptilian avatar. They want to be a Nordic, they go put on a Nordic avatar, you know? And I think the Bigfoot. Um, that's exactly a fairy, whatever, you know, they could be doing whatever they want with the, uh, the consciousness transfer uh, technology that they have. Yeah. And if you look at, again, the description of jinns or angels or demons, like that is also their skill. They can shapeshift, shapeshift into whatever and present however, because they don't have a physical form. They're just energy and consciousness. Now, uh, yeah, we could go on forever about what these things are, what the nature of them are. And I do. I want to go on uh, on that a little bit later. But first, I want to get to this the immediate deception that appears to be unfolding right now and for the past few years. And, you know, we've been led up to it for a long time. Uh, I think in media and movies has portrayed them in a certain way, which led to uh, the government disclosure, then portraying them in a certain way and as a threat and going on and on. And now we have big players who used to be quote unquote whistleblowers who are now uh, intentionally put in our community 
to spread their information, which is actually disinformation, get people all excited because, oh, they used to work for the CIA or the uh, government or the military, and they know something. But, you know, we have to look at their actual job titles, the description of what they're supposed to be doing, what they used to do. Are they really, you know, out of what organization they claim to be? And what are their real intentions? We'll never know. Uh, And there's tons of people like that implanted in our community right now. And that's what I want to talk about. Uh, Ryder and I witnessed firsthand a few of these people at some UFO conferences. Uh, Those are always interesting experiences. But um, what do you think is the point, the overall point of this deception and the reason we're pointed, uh, we're being pointed into the threat direction? Well, I think, Chris, that they're they're doing it on purpose because they just can't come out and uh, say that the aliens uh, exist. You know, they've been covering up. They've been covering up the technology for a really long time. Um, so they have to in order for everyone to get on board with it, because if they were like, oh, hey, by the way, all of these aliens exist uh we've had this craft for a really long time there would have to be a lot of uh responsibility taken on their end and we know that they're never going to take responsibility for that so they have to make it some kind of external threat in order to get everybody on board with it and make them realize that uh, these beings exist, these kinds of craft uh, exist. I mean, they just now came out and said that, um, uh, you know, in the middle of the whole 2020 thing, uh, that, that the UFOs are, are basically real. And uh, look how long it took them to do that. You know, that's like 60 some years that it took them to come out and admit that these crafts are even real. So it's going to be a while I think, anyway, if we're looking back at the the progression of this whole thing and how long there's been a cover-up that that they will admit that um, that aliens even exist, unless they do the uh, the the whole threat thing, which makes a lot of sense. Werner von Braun was talking about that. Many people have talked about it. Randy Kramer has talked about it. How they're getting ready to stage a uh, a fake alien invasion and that and again that just can't come right off the rip you know because you have to make people believe in it you have to collapse everything that we thought that we knew about it and then you can come in with the uh with the with the threat and um a lot of people are talking about oh well it's going to happen next year or next or in the next two or three, four or five years, I don't think so. It's, it's a it's a long it's a long thing. A lot of other events have to happen in order to create the catalyst for a a staged event of that magnitude. And um, I think that there will be, unfortunately, very few of us left whenever they pull that uh, that last card out. Yeah, it might, it might be, and it might be sooner. You know, I just, I never know how many of these things are real, but uh, I've seen like three of these now in the past handful of years where they show like what seems to be a giant group of people indoors somewhere and supposedly holographic displays of like whales and dolphins swimming above their head or like crashing into the gym floor was the first one I ever saw and spray going everywhere and everyone seeming to react. 
And I've also seen people saying that's fake. I've never seen anything like that in person, so I don't know. Uh, but it seems like they get better and better at, at perfecting their projection technology. Uh, and, you know, Project Bluebeam and all of that is has something we know that they've been working on. Or, or So who knows, like, how far along they are in their ability to pull off something completely faked. But then I also don't put it past them to pull off something where they open portals and invite things in because they talk about that all the time, too. In CERN and, and in D-Wave computing and quantum computing and all these different you know, areas, they're talking about that as well. So whether they have something that comes in that is intelligent and real or whether they have something that they create completely and is a projection and a creation, um, it could be sooner, it could be later, but it also could go either way. It could be an attack that we all, like we were just talking about, uh, Ryder, that we all join together and say we're being attacked from the outside and here's a pathway to the new world order. It could also be not an attack and be a pathway to the new world order, you know, because these aliens could come in and say, oh, look, you're all dying from monkeypox. You're in this famine. You're in this economic meltdown. Like, we've got the answer for you. Here's your new world government. Here's your new health ordinances or whatever. And this is how we do it. And look how advanced we are. And I think that would also be really, really effective. If people were already in the middle of fear, then they will take their savior ship uh, more easily, right? Uh, and this is what we saw with um, the four years of Trump terrorism, you know, on TV and like programming into people that Trump's so evil, so scary. So you, they're broken people. And then, oh, but here's Biden and Kamala. And everyone's like, ah, saviors, don't look at their backgrounds. Don't look at what they say. Just run into it. Just trust, <laughs> just get out of the terror. And I feel like that could be just as effective too. So which way are they going to go? I don't know. Right. It's well, very interesting. I don't think that it's going to be completely fake. They, they have to. It's like a staged event, right? It, it's fake because it's uh, planned, right? It's not fake because it's actually fake that it didn't happen. It's actually going to happen, but it, it's just uh, it's fake because they have staged it, you know. And uh, I think the, the the plan is is to eliminate the the rest of the people during that fake uh, staged event. Uh, and uh, take out the rest of the people that are that are left behind after everything goes down uh, in the next uh, five to ten years. But I, I want to bring back a uh, point that uh, Chris just made about the the disinformation people because this is a very important aspect too. And a lot of these people, a lot of the big players in the UFO community, are come out and straight say that that they were. Uh, that they've worked for the military, they were, um, you know, covert operations. That counterintelligence have, officers. Counterintelligence officers, and that they have been assigned uh, to do the exact same thing in the UFO community, you know. And uh, it's a it's a huge it's a huge problem because a lot of people look to these uh, these individuals as someone that knows what they're talking about when they've actually been. Uh, place there to do exactly what they were doing before in the military and one person uh that is uh that is straight on video for saying that is uh lou elizondo right so it's uh you know there you go yeah right on uh 
we people like um, Lou Elizondo. Not only him, we've we met um, Rick Doty, another admitted uh, now whistleblower who used to be counterintelligence, and his job was to spread misinformation within the UFO community. In fact, I think a couple of people probably killed themselves because of the uh, information that was being shared at the time with Mr. Doty. But that's a whole new story. But lucky Mr. Doty, he gets to make um, $100 an interview now because he's on Showtime, and he that's what he's charging now for interviews. So congratulations to him, and uh, I hope he uh, you know exposes all the aliens at Area 51. Um, but it's people like this who are being inserted here to, to express a certain narrative. And so far, it's been, I mean... From these individuals, it seems like a threat narrative, but there's two there's two different ones. There's the the threat, and then there's the ultra ascension love and light secret space uh, narrative, and that's people like David Wilcock, Corey Good, the like people who have been exposed so bad recently that are still trying to claim to these ridiculous stories and narratives that we're gonna send to five D. And a lot of these crazy secret space stories. So we got like two competing narratives to go off of. And I think the whole idea is so we're just confused and we don't know what the hell is really going on between these two. And it may even be the truth somewhere between them. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's really terrifying to think that there's people out there who believe anybody <laughs> like flat out, you know, and just swallow what they're they're saying. And no matter who they are, no matter what their background is, you should be like, okay, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> That's the best we can do, right? Until you experience it yourself. And even then you would question, right? Because you'd say, I'm not sure why I experienced that, what I actually experienced in what way, you know, like there's all sorts of things to consider to be very sure about someone or something is probably the biggest mistake. Um, and the the 5D ascension thing, that's what worries me more because the attack narrative, for me at least, that was the first, that's the most frequent, that's the easiest to spot when it comes, you know, for our community in general, I think. But the other side seems to get a lot more people because I think it's so nice, again, to think that something's going to swoop in, pick you up, lift you up to 5D, everything's going to be good for the rest of time, don't you deserve that, all of this, you're, you're satisfied finally, and you didn't have to do any of it yourself. Uh, and that's so dangerous. This also whether that's the direction they go or not, this also coincides with their general sort of um, desire to create dependent individuals on the system is the same sort of mentality, right? That invites you to sacrifice and abdicate your own self-responsibility to let someone else come in and take care of it for you so you never have to think or worry again and everything's just going to be good. And I would say, you know, again, to always go off of your own internal experience and, um, uh, intuition perhaps, but always with a lot of, uh, skepticism and doubt sprinkled in because so many people have turned out to be bad actors, lifetime actors often as well. So you think, well, why would they do this for so long? Well, somebody's paying them, right? They have money. <laughs> like, they can That's do like that. my biggest problem, Lindsay. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Anyone can say whatever they want to say. You know, right. it's not that I'm, uh, upset about someone telling their story or, or what they believe. It's the fact that there a lot of these people are charging money for these things. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, come and take my 5D Ascension course and I'll send you straight in the 5D or buy my Zoom session and I'll uh, heal you of all of your problems. You know what I mean? And like it's a scam. 
you know, and that's the, the, the big problem because they're, they're, they're money grabbers. Right. And then they, and then when the person doesn't experience it, they ask them why. And they say, oh, well, you did something wrong. You failed. You have bad karma or whatever. And I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> I'm with yeah. you. It's horrifying. Yeah. They do this kind of thing all the time. There's been so many scams like that. Um, uh, I think it was, uh, I don't want to say his name because I'm not 100% sure on the story, but there was a, uh, a gentleman that uh, basically sold tickets to see an alien body in, in Mexico, knowing dang well that this dude did not have an alien body. And all these people purchased these tickets to go see an alien body. And it was like a, uh, it was like a cow carcass or something like that. And you know, I remember that, yep. You know, it's like, it's, it's things like that. That's annoying, you know, like how I don't understand how you can really get away with that. And, uh, and, and they keep doing it over and over again and they keep switching. They, they do the shuffle, right. They'll be, it'll be this one thing, uh, this month or this year, and then it'll be something completely different the next year to like hook people back in and keeping them believing in the narrative. Yeah. One of the worst parts um, about all this is the perpetuation of this through UFO conferences. I don't cover those anymore because the last one that I was at, the one I was writer, uh, writer came with me. Uh, I just realized there's just too many people that are just taking advantage through these conferences to get bogus information out there. Yes, they have a lot of head plenty of genuine wonderful people there they had plenty of genuine wonderful presenters there who i completely believed and i was totally into their story and i had them on my show but there are also tons of people that i will never have on my show that were there that gave completely bs information and i can't believe they were even allowed on stage to present some of the stuff that they were talking about but again uh, unfortunately, these UFO conferences are just about the money. It's about, uh, you know, bringing in revenue ultimately. Uh, and uh, I know, unfortunately, some of the owners of this and they've been admittedly just, you know, looking for personalities that will bring people into the seats, you know, whether they have the looks or they have the story. It's whatever will bring people buy those tickets and get them in the seats. And we see those same people who were attending the conferences and spreading the BS uh, also on their own personal websites and Facebook pages selling the most ridiculous things you've ever heard of in your life. They're offering med beds to people, you know. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, things like, you know, I don't know, uh, alien sperm you can rub in your hair and it, you know, I'll takes you to 5D. That I made up. But I know for sure that there's people out there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I know, damn it, they stole my idea. But I know yeah. there's somebody out there with the med trying to push med beds. Uh, I won't say their name. It's just so ridiculous. I don't even want to give them attention. Uh, but this is what we're dealing with, guys. Yeah, that's really awful. This is um one of the things I, <laughs> this is not by any means the criteria you should actually go by, but I tend to like look around. I'm like, okay, who is not like just glammed up and supermodeled and who is like wearing kind of raggedy clothes maybe, or like whose story is just like genuine. It's not like this polished action filled, like, you know, drama and whatever, like that, those are the things that tip me off. Like, all right, this person's legit. Like they're just down to earth and normal. And this is just what they're sharing. And they don't care either, mm. you know, who pays attention or who doesn't necessarily. Sometimes they still really want to get the message out, whatever. But like, they're not like seeking that necessarily. Um, and 
those are the things that tip me off. Like this person might be genuine. They still might not be. You still have to use your intuition, skepticism, and all of that. But those are some good starts. Whenever someone comes in super glammed up, super polished story, super dramatic, just emotion and like good acting skills, I'm like, probably not, probably not the best person to listen to. And stuff like that really bothers me. I've had some people who I work with who have come to me and talked about med beds and stuff. And I'm like, who's feeding them this? And then I have to sort of like deprogram them off of that. Like, look, let's do what we can right here, right now and not wait for a med bed, you know, like. This is life that we're living together. So I, I see the damage that it's done already. Just, I didn't know that that was like a thing. I don't know. I guess I thought they just heard it somewhere. So I didn't know there was someone who's like literally trying to sell this. I just saw the ad so far. I don't know know, how it were. I didn't do any research into the damn thing. I don't know if it's a tanning bed. She converted into a a bed bed. I don't know. Or some water in it. Like, eh. wow. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. See again, like, (laughs) I don't really care what people are saying. Like they can say whatever they want. Right. I've brought on uh, some people on my show uh, that have uh, said uh, things that are unverifiable, obviously. Right. But they're not selling me anything. Right. They're not like, Oh, Hey, like I can do this for you if you give me some kind of money or whatever. And you know, that's uh, that's a really big problem. And, there, and there's a difference between asking for a, uh, a donation or something like that, because I do that on my show. Right. But they're getting what they get. I'm not promising them anything other than what they're getting. Right. So they're, if they're giving a donation then they're getting what they're getting for that donation. But whenever you're intentionally scamming someone promising something that you cannot deliver on, then that's a problem and you're a fraud in my eyes. Yeah. Well, and you're harming people directly, you know, I offer a lot of spiritual services, for example, and um, I don't, but my goal, and I say this to everybody is to get people to not use my services. Like my goal is that everyone does this for themselves because that's ideally what everyone will do. Right? And like some people, um, me included in the past, need some assistance getting there. Um, and then you can do it for yourself and then maybe others as well. And like, that's my goal. Whereas a lot of people, their goal is to like, hook a customer, get them coming back, get them in for life, get them in these courses that never actually lead anywhere. My goal is like, let's do as much as we can in this time together, you know, and then ideally you'll go on off on your own and empowering other people is a model that is not as lucrative, uh, but it is much, much better for the entirety of the human race. Yeah. Well, now that you're mentioning, you know, people kind of uh, taking what is perceived as abilities and using it for money, um, you, like you said, you are indeed a channeler. You've channeled profound information into books, and there are people who use uh, what they're calling channeling for nefarious purposes or for monetary gain or to deceive people. Um, What is your advice to discern with that being a channeler? channel yourself uh to be on the lookout for people that are channeling bs you know i just i think that's a piece of it too is is looking for people who are like that who are like look i don't even care if you come and take this or not like it's yours or it's not it's not i don't it's not i'm not attached to it and people who are also saying that like this is to empower you so you can go and be and do anything that you can because we all have the same potential i know a lot of people don't believe that um but i do see that everybody has the potential to do any of the things i do or that anybody else does um you know and some are just maybe born with like a little bit more already going on or something cool but like everyone has that potential um And so 
another thing I think is when people, um, like, uh, writer said promise a lot, you know, cause I also tell people like, I don't know what's even going to happen. Like we can come and we can do this and we'll see what happens together. Like, I don't promise anything. People are like, oh, can you do a past life clearing? I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. And I, and lots of people don't like that. And so they're not going to come to me, but I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you and promise you that I can do that because what happens oftentimes it does include past life clearing. And oftentimes it does include all sorts of things, you know, but I'm not going to promise it because I don't actually direct it. Like from what I understand of what I'm doing, your guides and my guides are doing it and I don't force them to do anything. I just watch them do it. Like, and then I report to you. So it's healing. It's always healing. I can promise that to people that if they come open and ready, that it is healing and transformative, but people who promise you really specific things, um, oftentimes aren't going to always be, uh, the best either. However, I know some really, really gifted people who do promise very specific things and deliver their gifts are a little different than mine. They're much more of traditional, what people call psychic. So they're like, yeah, I'm going to give you a past life reading (laughs) and it's going to be, you know, this. And so that's, that's also possible, but combined with what I was saying before about like, get the vibe of them. Are they like down to earth and just a normal person? You know, you could just sit down and have coffee with them and it would be just like talking with any other person who doesn't have gifts. Then that's probably a good person to trust. And then combine it with that. Like, are they going to empower you? Are they like not necessarily claiming the sun, moon and stars, but just like being real about what they can give you. And I think that's a good collection of, of things to go off of. Right on. Anything to, to add to that writer before we move to the next, uh, no, I agree with that 100% that um, whenever people are promising something, uh, I would be very skeptical uh, of what you're going to um, receive. Now, just like Lindsay said, there are people that are very legit, and I know a few of them, and I had one on my show the other day that I have worked with several times and is a very proficient uh, energy healer and and psychic and channeler and uh he he's the real deal and every time he's ever worked on me and has been remote it's been through zoom uh, i've felt him working on me and uh like he, he literally lifts stuff up off of you and you can literally feel it come off of you and you feel lighter after the session he's one of the only people that i've ever had a session with that i felt like that right i've had other energy healers and other people that's done work on me and I didn't feel anything, you know, so the, um, it's kind of like a, uh, just figure it out and, uh, kind of test the waters and talk to other people who I've had experiences with, um, with others and, and, uh, and figure it out because it is legit. There are real, uh, good energy healers out there and really good psychics. They're just mixed in with a, uh, unfortunately a bunch of bullshit nonsense. I think probably more fraudsters than genuine people. Honestly, this is why I spent my life being like, all those people are liars, like all of them. And then I met some that weren't, and I was like blown away by it. And then I realized, you know, I can also do things. I was blown away by that too. But (laughs) I was, excuse me, I was going to say the, like the testimonials that sometimes I try to share testimonials with people. Cause what I also say that you just reminded me is that you should be able to have a perceivable difference in your lived uh, experience. Right. And so writers describing in the moment itself, feeling that energy, that's something that you can actually do, but also like you might notice, Oh, I like now have a much easier time with this certain trigger I used to have, or with this, 
you know, emotional issue I was having, it's like noticeably different. That's another good sign. And when other people are reporting that too, in great enough numbers or in ways that seem legitimate, uh, that's also something I would go off of. Another thing, well, just to comment on what you said there, whenever I got my first energy uh, healing session with the, the individual that I had on my show, people literally commented to me in person and told me that I looked different. Right. And that's how, which I already knew after it was done, because it literally felt like a huge weight had just lifted up off of my body. Like the entire time has just been weighing me down and weighing me down and it was just gone, you know, and I felt lighter and people were like, what, what happened to you? Like, you look really, really good. And I'm like, well, Hey, you know, so that's an, that's another thing is like word of mouth. And when people are commenting on the way that, uh, that, that you present yourself and the way that you look, that's another key sign that uh, it's the real deal. Good point. Yeah. Uh, and for those like you, Lindsay, that offer these services, uh, don't complain about uh, people who charge about for this stuff, people, because if you are genuine and you, uh, and you can do this stuff for people, the benefits are invaluable. Uh, you know, I've myself has worked with healers and psychics and people who are genuine and man, you know, I would never uh, complain about what they're charging if they're doing it genuinely, because that is a skill. That's like something that has genuine benefits uh, to help people other than bullshit poison or pharmaceuticals or therapy that you think you're getting from some fraud. These are real, genuine energies and healings and frequencies and things that could change your life for the better. And to me, I consider it to be invaluable. So uh, don't complain about people trying for this shit, at least if they're genuine, you know. Uh, but I want to talk, I want to go back to the uh, alien deception thing, to the secret space program. Um, Ryder and I have both have had individuals on that claim to be deep in these supposed black projects connected with MK Ultra programs that supposedly send you off to different planets, either your consciousness or a clone. V very fantastic stories sometimes, and unfortunately, none of them can be verified. And I want to get your thoughts on the possibilities of some of this going on. We know that people like Corey Good are known liars, and a lot of the stuff that they've told us has kind of put a bad taste in people's mouth when it comes to the whole secret space program and possibilities with it. Um, I am still open to the idea, although my idea and belief of what space could possibly be has drastically changed over the years. Um, but I still am open to it, and I think it could be a possibility that maybe these people's consciousness is being sent to different realms to do different tasks. That's that I'm open to maybe. Um, there's a lot of other physical aspects to it that make me scratch my head. A lot of things that I don't think are possible at all that are just probably implanted memories for these people because a lots of times I think these people do believe their stories. I think they do believe that they've been to these places and they had these experiences. And uh, on some level, they may have, but some may be a mind control pro program because they're admittedly been through mind control programs. So we don't know how far that could go in altering their perception of what reality is. So I really want to get uh, each of your thoughts on the secret space program. Uh, well, I think that there's legit a uh, secret space program. Um, there is a physical aspect 
to it. Uh, if you've ever listened to William Tompkins, uh, Bob Dean, they uh, they lay it out really, really well and how it all uh, kind of happened. And I, I tend to believe them. Now, the, uh, the the stories from experiencers, especially in the, uh, the, the super soldier programs, I've uh, actually put out a video on this called The Secrets of the Secret Space Program. And I personally uh, believe that uh, a large percentage of it, probably uh, 80 to 90% of it is not happening here, that it's happening someplace else on a different timeline, a different reality, an alternate reality. And uh, I mean, a lot of the uh, experiencers talk about the uh, Montauk project, about being strapped into a chair, uh, them opening up a uh, artificial portal in front of them and then them going through the portal. I think that that is a, that is a part of it. And that's where the, uh, I mean, the MK ultra mind fracturing is a very verifiable thing. That's a, it's a real thing. You know, they said that they uh, closed it down they, they stopped the project, but uh, I mean, they did, but they just renamed it something else and continued doing it. But um, I think that that's more than likely what's going on is that they're, they've been mind fractured. They've opened up some kind of artificial portal or a wormhole and they're able to separate that part of their consciousness that, that's been fractured and they've thrown that part of the conscience through the portal to live out a, uh, a different reality in a different timeline and alternate dimension. Now that doesn't mean that their experiences aren't real. Like I, I think that, uh, a lot of them are real. They just aren't happening here. And that's a difficult concept for people to kind of uh, grasp because they want to lock it into this, uh, this 3D reality. And uh, when I don't think that that's, it's not plausible that it's happening here. I mean, a lot of these people have alters from the, the mind fracturing. So how can all of those alters live out the uh, a 30 and a 20 and back in a 60 and back program? They, they can't, you know, so uh, especially not simultaneously. So it only makes sense to me logically and critically that the, the alters have been sent through a, a different time or an alternate dimension or an alternate reality lived out that time. And the time that's happening here could have been really short. It could have been a couple of minutes. It could have been a couple of hours, but it could have been 20 years uh, out there whenever, wherever their uh, fractal of their consciousness was sent. And then it was brought back. And that's what they're remembering is a, uh, a fractal of their consciousness living out a different life someplace else. Yeah, that makes the most sense to me too. You know, um, when people do DMT, they also go places and I think they're real places. And I think they actually go there in their consciousness. When we dream, I think we actually go places in our consciousness and that they're real places and we experience real experiences. Um, so when people say things like, oh, it's just a hallucination or it's just a dream, I'm like, mm, that doesn't mean it wasn't real and <laughs> that it didn't actually happen and that it didn't actually have real measurable effects or even what we would call physical effects um, or change timelines or who knows what. And like the concept of the multiverse is more and more shoved in our face, which I think is really interesting, whether that's because it's like coming up in the human consciousness because they're messing with it so much, or we're coming closer and closer to some like singularity that isn't a machine 
AI singularity, but it is more of like a time singularity of some kind or something. I don't know if it's any of those things, uh, but it makes sense to me that they would be messing with that, that they would be trying to control it or trying to have a, create effects or alternate timelines or any of those number of things through programs like this. That makes way more sense to me than that they are physically going somewhere, or even if they are physically going somewhere, I can't wrap my head around that yet. Uh, I know that we transported, uh, teleported things, but all we've teleported actually is information. We haven't teleported the physical structure of anything yet, supposedly, right? Who knows what exotic technology they have. So it makes more sense to me that consciousness would be traveling somewhere through dimensions or times with things like Montauk or like the Philadelphia experience uh, experiment seems to have actually teleported physically. So maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe they're jumping all over the place. I don't know. But I also, you know, I had what some people might call an abduction experience. Some people might call it a near death experience. I've had people just call it both when I describe it to them. But when I came back from it, I was shown, um, like a globe covered in tornadoes that all went inward and I could choose any tornado I wanted because they weren't tornadoes, but you know, they looked like that to me to go back to my life. And each of them was like a different timeline. And I was guided to choose a specific one, which I guess is this one that we're on <laughs> for some reason. And in that, I saw actually myself really, really old, which at the time I was like, I'm not going to live that long. That must've been someone else. But now I'm like, that was probably actually me like late, like late in life. Um, and so I, I have that experience of seems to me like multiple timelines are real, seems to me like interdimensional travel is real. And that really it's your consciousness doing it, jumping from whatever point to whatever point in my lived moment to moment experience, nothing really changed. I just woke up again and was like, oh, okay, still have to go to school tomorrow. Like <laughs> la la la. And that was it. So if that was happening on some, whatever entities were guiding that or, you know, carrying that out. I just would like, of course, governments and other organizations would want to figure out how to use that to their advantage. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. And there's another uh, thing that happens in the SSP and the uh, super soldier community too, is that everyone's experiences gets all jumbled up, right? And they're playing off of everyone's experiences and they're talking about memories and things that they never even really experienced. They're just playing off of someone hearing someone else and then there's the people that will have a have a dream while listening to a someone talk about it and then they'll dream about it and then think that they actually experienced it like I've had that happen several times to myself but I know that that's not a, a memory for me that's my subconscious listening to a podcast whenever I'm going to sleep and then I'm dreaming about it like I had a friend that uh, sent me her interview uh, for whenever she was on someone's show talking about the secret space program and I hadn't listened to any secret space program things in a while and I texted her back I was like hey like I'm going to dream about this tonight you know what I mean because I know that I'm listening to it and I know that my subconscious is susceptible to it you know and I did dream about it and I dreamed about like time travel and like all this stuff but I had the awareness to know that it wasn't actually coming from me it was coming from the thing that I was listening to and then I just dreamed about it but I don't feel like that a lot of people really have that awareness and whenever they listen to something they dream about it and then they think that they're involved in some kind of way yeah some people ask me like how do you know which dreams and I'm like the more you have them the more you know that dreams that are just repeating your daily experiences like you're describing and the dreams where something's actually going on 
um, that's deeper and beyond that, uh, where your soul or your consciousness is traveling and, and actually doing and experiencing real things. And so how do you know experience, I guess, is the best answer to that. There's also like a depth of quality that is just different. There's a presence and a continuity that is different from those dreams that are just recycling, firing neurons, like testing the circuits and all of that, you know, processing information. Right on. Yeah, uh, man, it's it's very fascinating to see the connections that could be going on with our dreaming conscious and actual interacting with different dimensions. And speaking of different dimensions, I know Lindsay and I have discussed this on Day Zero and probably some other show, that uh, there's also, I believe, a huge deception about the, the nature of our reality when it comes to space and space travel and what's actually existing beyond our atmosphere. Um, I have greatly changed my belief on this. Um, first of all, I believe that everything NASA is showing us is a lie. I don't know if the traditional model of space is true in any way, um, and I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to say it is. I don't know. I just question it. Uh, I question if space travel is even possible in the way that they've shown us. And I question if what we call aliens are coming from different planets or they're just from different dimensions or different realities, different densities, different frequencies. I don't know. Um, and it seems that our reality is much more malleable and non-physical than we've ever been led to show. Uh, so where does that leave us with what we're on um, and our relationship to what we might perceive as aliens? Um, I think that what we are considering to be different planets and may just be different realms. I don't know for sure, uh, but if the sp secret space program does exist, I don't think we're traveling to these planets or realms the traditional way in rockets, uh, but consciousness travel would be a very efficient way to do it like you guys were talking about. So what do you guys think about the, the nature of what we're on? Is this a planet, a realm, a pancake, or a dolphin? What do you think? I think... I think I can't be sure either, but I do think there's multiple things going on. So I think it doesn't, it's not helpful to like reduce it to like, this is the one answer and that's what it is. Like, it seems to me, I mean, it's clear we're in some sort of a place it's physical seemingly right. Of whatever we call physical, this is it. It seems like there's a lot that leads to inner earth. Right. And a lot of cultural and historical and mythological uh, experiences with even what we call aliens, especially the reptilians, um, and the grays oftentimes are associated with tunnels and going under the earth. So I'm like, I don't know, do they live down there? Like <laughs> there could be a whole entire civilization down there. Um, it's, it's just everywhere sprinkled throughout all sorts of, um, narratives and things. So maybe, right. So that could be going on, could also have the interdimensional consciousness, spiritual base, whatever you want to call those beings that like have no form actually, but can appear in any way. And um, they could go anywhere in time and space and who knows, uh, and then there could actually be real space. There could be actual planets and actual distant stars that, that beings of flesh and blood are coming from, whether they're teleporting from there or flying from there could be both right. That could exist. It is really, really tempting though, to discard all of what we've been told spaces because of all the lies we've uncovered that they've told us about it. Right. And because of all the, um, seeming flat earth proofs that seem to disprove what they say this place is and how big they say it is. Um, but I keep, I keep the salt in because 
uh, it's possible that we're just in a much bigger plane than we thought we were. I really like the idea of Antarctica being one of many ice shelves surrounding a realm and there being many realms around us, that that's where like Agartha or, you know, uh, Atlantis maybe even still is out there beyond the, if we could get past Antarctica, we'd find yet another place that's probably really similar and also contained by an ice shelf. Who knows? Like it could be all these things and it's really impossible to say. And I also don't know why we would need to, you know, it's fun to think about all of them. I've really enjoyed this rabbit hole because it was one of the many that I came across in the past. However, whenever flat earth came out where I was like, what? Like, there's no way. What are you even talking about? And the more I looked, the more I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I don't have any proof that space exists. I have no proof that other planets exist as what we think that they are. I have none of that. So maybe not. Maybe this is a who knows? Maybe it is literally on a freaking turtle's back that's swimming through water. I don't know. (laughs) I can't pretend to. Right on. Yeah, I think that... um... Did you see the, uh, the the door on Mars that the uh, the NASA rover took of? Um, or maybe Devon Island, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Arizona. Right. <laughs> Arizona, <laughs> the Grand Canyon. But uh, yeah, I think that that's very interesting. And uh, I've break that concept over uh, through my head too, Lindsay. Like, what if what if all the countries that we know of is like on a flat plane and the there's a whole other backside to the earth of unexplored territory that um, the majority of the people don't even know that's there. And that's why we think that the earth is flat because any, everywhere that we've ever been has been on one side of the planet. So you could lay out the, the globe that we've been shown and then just stretch it out and it's, uh, that's the face of the planet. You know, I'm probably not explaining it. Uh, no, I get it. It's like a place. potato instead of a globe. Yeah, it's like a potato. And all of the places that we know that we think is on the back side of the earth is actually on the front side of the earth. It's kind of like the moon, like how we only see the front side of the moon. We never see the back side of the moon. What if all the places that we've ever gone in the world is all on the front side of the earth? And there's a whole other backside to the earth that is uh, completely unexplored that'd be rad oh yeah for sure uh yeah like you said Lindsay, uh it's a fun concept i don't know if it does really matter probably not at all but uh it is something that's a part of a deception i believe that i think if we had maybe a little bit more of that answer we could inch closer to the you know nature of reality answer and what are these things But as far as these things go, uh, there's always a similar thread to what happens after people had genuine contact experiences and gained an an understanding of it. A lot of people better their lives. A lot of people become more spiritual. A lot of people gain better spiritual understanding. They, uh, They have better outcomes in their everyday lives, better relationships, and they seek to find out more about the unknown. And like I said, that's just people who have had um, positive experiences that they can remember. And a lot of people have start out with negative experiences if they really get a regression or go into a better understanding of what the experience was. It turns out it was a positive experience as well, unless you were abducted by the military, which, you know, those aren't usually turning out so positive. But the I think the genuine, real 
consciousness experiences that are that are happening with people are so personally connected with them. Like with my experience, I, I always say the first thing they wanted me to do was heal ch- childhood trauma, and that's you know not something that seems like a little green man coming to stick a, a, a probe in your butt just to experiment on you or find out what makes you tick. That seems like a lot more and a lot more personal and a lot more connected to us and our growth and where we're going on an individual spiritual basis. And I think that's what most people are missing with this phenomenon. It's not, you know, are they coming down on the White House lawn to make themselves known? No, they're probably coming through your mental state and consciousness to to make themselves known because it's probably more about what you need to do in your life than anything else. And that's just the way I see it at this point, right? Yeah, I I will say too, you know, in my experiences, that's also been true. I think I might've had some military abductions. They weren't positive and, and whatever, but those are gone and over. The other types of experiences I've had have been very personally um, transformative in really beautiful ways. And that same experience I mentioned earlier, where I got to pick which little tunnel to come back through, they actually brought me out. And this is part of why I personally am like still kind of clinging. I understand it's a personal bias and that it could mean all sorts of things I don't understand, but it's why I'm still personally clinging to like space seems like it does exist in like a similar way, at least to what we were told. And maybe the deception is that they're trying to make it seem fake to us for whatever reasons. I don't know, but they took me out and they showed me the entirety of everything, like the whole universe. And then it looked and it looked in a way that I had never been told or shown or understood it to be. It was like a figure eight. And at the center of it was like the grandest, most brightest, beautiful light I've ever seen. And then scattered out from there was light that slowly dispersed. Right. And it was just in that figure eight, like I was never told that that's what the whole entire universe would look like. In fact, we're told that it would look like a globe or like that more elliptical type shape or something. So I was like, wow, that's really crazy and cool. And they're showing me all sorts of things. And they're like, you live there. And then way, way, way out towards like the end of one of the sides of the figure eights was the Milky Way and then Earth eventually. So I'm like, my experience is that that is real. Earth is, you know, spinning through space and the Milky Way is a real galaxy. And all of what we understand as space does actually exist in that way. But does it? I don't know. But it was personally transformative. (laughs) It led me to a path that seems like the best that I could have ever lived, which is also really amazing. So I'm personally grateful for it. And that's also why I always am promoting that same thing that you're talking about, Chris, is like, look, heal yourself. Who really cares? Like, (laughs) you'll figure out what you need to figure out as you go. You'll figure out if you think space is real or not. And like, it's like I said, it's always fun to think about. But what really matters is like in there. You got to get it. Well, you're right. Even though I had have my doubts about what the nature of space is during my contact experience i was taken on ship i was shown stars outside of what seemed to be a massive ship into space and you know other planets out there so yeah it's very interesting what could be the deception what could be reality and probably doesn't matter either way but i'm like if that was the deception that we were both fooled by that's a good one i'm okay with it Do you think that we're, uh, whenever you saw that, do you think that we're just uh, one universe inside of a, another universe or are we our own separate universe? Because I've been kind of shown that there are many universes outside of our own universe that uh, conjoins into a big, uh, huge thing. So were you just seeing our universe or were you seeing all of the universes together? I don't know. I assume it was just one of infinite, but I have no conception. I was blown away by the 
fact that it existed at all. And I was like, I remember them like laughing at me. Cause I was just like at the window, like, whoa, like best acid trip ever. Um, so did so. the planets look p- potato shaped or how did, did they look uh, perfectly round or what did they look like? So yeah, all I really remember is that each little like, um, is the Milky Way a galaxy? Yeah. Each little galaxy is like a disc just like we're kind of shown, like it kind of bulges. It is like a potato shape. So like maybe planets are like that, right? If I don't know, but then the sun and the moon seem perfectly round. Like, I don't know. I didn't actually see any specific planets. So I don't know if you did, Chris. No, I didn't. I just saw stars outside uh, in my experience. We'll never know unless we're we're actually taken out there. Um, they're all potatoes, okay? Yeah, I like the potato analogy. It's awesome. <laughs> For sure. Let's ride on that potato. Uh, <laughs> well, you, earlier uh, you alluded to the uh, possible outcomes that the deception could lead to. One of the big ones that everyone talks about is the fake invasion. Um, Project Blue Beam portraying something in the sky. Evil aliens coming to, to rape all humans and... Uh oh, we have to have Big Daddy government save us from the evil um, butt raping aliens. So that is one of the outcomes that I think is it's actually kind of plausible. They have technology that's you know fifty to hundred, maybe more years than we'll ever know. I think that most of the UFOs we've seen in our skies for the past few years are in fact government, especially the drone type things, the Tic Tacs, the things that are very obviously physical in nature. I think that those are definitely ours and they might they might be ramping up to do some kind of deception like this the door on Mars they keep talking about uh how you know more and more whistleblowers are coming out in the government Louis Alizondo's making his rounds uh saying that this is definitely a real phenomenon and it's a threat and they're getting into our airspace and we don't know what could happen and you know we never know they might just land on the White House lawn and have uh military guys in in greasy chicken suits walk out and fool everybody i don't know but it is i i think it's definitely possible it's a possibility amongst all the madness that's happening i think they spent a lot of time and money on covid and everything surrounding it uh to let that go to the wayside i think we'll see a return of that and maybe some world war three action and some more other stuff before it but it's definitely on the table for me, and for me, it'd be way more entertaining than anything we've seen in the past few years, so bring on the fake invasion! I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah, I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of things that, that's going to happen before, uh, like I said earlier, the, the alien invasion, if that is still... The plan, which I think that it is, um, I've had uh, several people on my show, one, uh, Penny Kelly, uh, talked about uh, at the end of 2023, we were going to have a, uh, a financial collapse. And um, then in uh, the 2024 to 2025, the uh, election, presidential election, um, is a uh, basically, basically an uprising of the people. It's, uh, it's going to be like a civil war type scenario, but it's not going to be a civil war against people against people. It's going to be uh, people against the government. And um, then I had uh, David Lotherington on my show yesterday that basically uh, said the exact same thing um, while he's uh, while he was channeling his higher self and said that within the next five years, we are going to experience a 
financial collapse. And then I asked him about the, uh, the, the civil war or the uprising. And, uh, he, he said that he couldn't really comment on it, which means makes me think that, um, it's legit. So I think that that's kind of what we have to look forward to in the next five years. And that's not a, uh, that's not a fear thing. Like those things have to happen. Uh, they do. They, no matter which way we go, no matter if we get the, uh, the, the, the amazing system that's awesome for everyone, that's going to heal everyone, all of it has to come down. It all has to go. We have to destroy the, the medical system. We have to destroy the, the uh, government infrastructure, uh, the, the education system. Like it all has to be wiped, whether we go for the, uh, the, the positive uh, thing or if we go for the negative surveillance state. Either way it goes, everything has to crumble. And uh, unfortunately, that's, uh, that's the reality that we're in. We can't take a a broken system into something new. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of maybe like an asshole because part of me has always like almost looked forward to the destruction because I'm like, man, none of this shit ever made sense. Like <laughs> everything is rotten from the inside out and none of it works. None of it's sustainable. And I don't mean sustainable necessarily in like the greenwashing, you know, Agenda 21 way. I mean, like literally we can't sustain it. Like it doesn't, it's not possible. So we have to have the destruction and that's sad because in it, you know, I was just, I've been talking about this a lot lately where I had this moment in like 2006 where I was sitting in like a college, you know, square and I was just watching everyone and just like not really thinking about it. I was just watching everyone. And I was like, just hit me. I was like, oh, all of you will just die. Like the slightest thing will happen and you'll just die. <laughs> like you have no will to live. You have no idea what you're doing here. You have no purpose except what's given to you and told to you. And so you're just going to like die. <laughs> and I, I just struck me like something will happen. The cataclysms will happen, whatever they may be, financial alien invasion, real or fake. And people will just start to crumble and fall apart. Um, it'd be cool if we didn't have to go through like the civil war thing that writers describing. It'd be cool if we didn't have to go through mass starvation and we don't actually, we have the capacity to avoid all of that, but enough people might not understand that, realize it and choose to empower themselves to do it in order to do that. You know, we still could call it like come in super clutch at the end and not go the surveillance route though. We could watch everything crumble and then go the like utopia route. Who knows? <laughs> I think that that's honestly what we're going to get. It's just been set up as a uh, as a as a fooliness that it's going to be horrible and it's going to be uh, you know uh, the surveillance uh, agenda twenty one type of uh, reality. And I think that uh, we are going to swoop in, and it's not going to be an outside source because we we have the power. We are the people, and it's going to take us to create this uh, this positive reality nothing is going to come in and do it for us we have to create it and i think that we are going to step up and i think that in the end when all this is over we are going to be in a way better reality than we are now it just doesn't look like it at the moment well and that's not to say that it's not going to be really hard right change is hard for most people, most of the time. And that's all of that we're describing is massive amounts of massive change. So difficulty, strife, possibly a ton of people dying um, can still lead in a good direction, even though that does sound really horrible, but it could be true. I'll say again, same, same experience when I was coming back, picked whatever portal tunnel came back, saw myself at the end of my life. 
seemed like a pretty utopic situation going on. So I like that. I like that vision. Like, I'm like, cool, let's head that way. Um, it seemed like everything was very techno futuristic clean. And like, I hate that ideology. Like I, like, I hate that. I feel like there's been so many people who've like dangled that as a carrot of like, come to space utopia, let's build it together. We'll float on the ocean in our space utopia, like glass walled giant, you know, skyscraper things. And I'm like, you know, I, I think that's, I don't know. I think it's unrealistic. Well, I think we could have two up. different kinds of that. We could have the police state type of their version of utopia where censorship and, and everything is monitored and you don't have any freedoms or everything is a different type of technology, a better, a cleaner technology, maybe integrated with human consciousness and spirituality and it looks different and, you know, like you said, cleaner and not uh, full of the, the BS uh, technology that we've come to know as the only thing we can rely on. Yeah. Uh, we know there's a whole world of, of other free energy that they're hiding from us maybe that is the world you saw and I'm, that's the one i'm that's what it for. felt like yeah, yeah that's what i'm holding on to because that's what it felt like and that's the best possible outcome for me absolutely i agree uh 100 and it's going to be a, a bumpy ride and uh but we are going to get there and i do believe that uh we do win in the end and it's something to look forward to it's just going to catch a lot of people off guard and it's been disguised as something that we don't want but i think it's what we do want you know when you're doing like a cleanse of any kind like it actually sucks like it actually sucks really bad until you get to the part where it's like blissful and wonderful it sucks <laughs> you're passing things you're like shedding things things are like coming out of your pores or whatever like you stink like there's just it's not fun and that's what i feel like this like transformation has to um include some shedding and some purging and some things that aren't fun and then it also makes me think of um oh i totally lost it actually <laughs> but yeah. oh the anal the anal probing thing is actually possible that that serves a purpose that might not be nefarious there's actually something about that um sphincter contraction uh that has some connection to your mind and deprogramming you or reprogramming you or programming you so it could still be nefarious too but to be deprogrammed it's actually like a shortcut to deprogram you so if you are under some kind of mind control spell that sphincter is actually an access point to release that and come out of it. I know that's really weird, but it's true. And people who use really um, a lot of various different meditation techniques from all over the world and different cultures purposely contract and relax that muscle or that um, sphincter in order to do exactly that, to release old programming and to invite in new programming. So, cause you're programming yourself in that scenario. So it's even possible that this discomfort and this ex negative experience that you might undergo in alien abduction could be like a friendly, like, hey, no, literally, we're just trying to free you from the trap you're in. It's yeah, in you your You got mind. a friendly probe, eh? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, relax. Nice. Why did my Why alien did my sound alien? Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> it's the mushroom people from Nova Scotia. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you had something to say, Ryder? Yeah, I just want to comment that I think that there is something to that. Um, the uh, the anus, and I know that that sounds really weird, um, but that's what the uh, a lot of people have theorized that the dark side does is they that's the the rape and torture method is to take that um, energy away from the people uh, the, that they're raping and torturing because that's how 
a lot of the the kundalini uh, activation is is being activated and enciphered is is through um, anal sex unfortunately and if you can uh, hit that spot they can actually um, cipher that energy out of you and use it for their own benefit and uh, makes sense the reprogramming and deprogramming too and like uh, the way that they would use that for their dark agenda and i think that uh, that's connecting some dots on why uh they would do that why alien froze yes everyone's like why and i'm like that's well, probably why <laughs> i don't know about all of you but i'm ready to go to bed tonight and get my probing on <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> oh yeah all right let's close on this guys uh what is your best description thoughts analysis of what we're dealing with when most people or folks say aliens i know it's probably a mix of a bunch of things i know it's probably not one thing it's multiple phenomena connected somehow for me uh it's my spirit guides for me it's something that's been with us the whole time guiding our evolution um something that could be physical somewhere but projects itself into our consciousness maybe it's not physical maybe it is i don't know but for me it's uh, the the most important aspect of it is they are either us or a connection to us or you know somehow guiding us as a celestial entity to our full potential or guiding us home guiding us back to source uh whatever way trying to help us for our benefit and it, this phenomena is connected to our growth and spiritual development and our consciousness evolution and i think that the whatever these are are the kind of um our 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 spirit guides are guides to whatever outcome that we as souls ultimately desire for ourselves. What do you guys think? Yeah. And most importantly, they're not doing it for us, right? For in both of our experiences, at least. And I think most people who are aware enough to be uh, cognizant of their real experiences are are having that same experience where they're encouraging us to do it for ourselves um, because there is actually no purpose in doing it for someone anyway. Uh, but inviting someone, just like we were talking about with spiritual healing, I think any good spiritual healer would be doing the same thing. Like, look, I'm assisting you here, but you're actually then learning about yourself more and learning to do it for yourself. Um, if we have a savior swoop in, that's exactly why I wouldn't trust them because they wouldn't be empowering us to do it for ourselves. They'd be doing it for us. And that's a damaging experience. Actually, it's not helpful at all. Uh, I do think there's some physical things going on. My tendency is to believe that they're military, uh, my labs and exotic technologies and whatever. I do think there's some physical beings that also have aspects of interdimensionality, like Bigfoot, that could be just what we're talking about, or could be like literally their own physical sort of category of maybe ultra terrestrials or something or inner earth reptilians that can cloak themselves as humans. Like, I think that's all possible, but I think most of the encounters that people have with what we traditionally call UFOs are actually spiritual, um, spiritual sort of consciousness based interdimensional, whatever you want to call that. That's my experience. Right. Right. Uh, I would agree with that 100%. I've never um, technically had a contact experience. I have seen some, uh, beings whenever I was younger that would come out of the walls. They were 100% completely translucent beings. They were not physical. I have uh, seen some things that uh, would appear to be craft in the sky. We actually just recently 
seen one right out in uh, Chris's backyard during the um, FKN uh, gathering here. And I got it on uh, night vision uh, goggles, recorded it, and it looked like a, a backwards L whenever I whenever we went back and uh, rewatched the footage. And I was seeing it, and I was like, hey, it looks like a backwards L going through the sky. And then when uh, Laura put it onto her phone and we watched it back, it looks more like a boomerang. Hmm. Uh, but no one could see it with their physical eyes. Like I, I was like, I filmed it for a good uh, solid minute and a half, two minutes. And I'm like, Hey, like I'm seeing this thing and they're looking up in the sky and they're not seeing anything. So it's either some kind of cloaked technology that's only being able to be picked up on a infrared kind of camera, or it's in a, uh, a, a completely different kind of uh, reality or it's a it's a spiritual thing but some people do see them physically and uh, with their own eyes and uh, I think some of the most interesting ones are like the the group ones like where multiple people see the same thing because that's very uh, it's really verifiable and when uh, only one person sees it or if it's not um you know, recorded, which we know that a lot of the phenomenon is, uh, you know, people just throwing uh, trash can lids up in the sky or frisbees up in the sky. They've been doing that forever now and taking pictures of UFOs and making really elaborate videos, uh, you know, hoaxes and, and stuff like that. There, there's more hoaxes of UFO footage and um, pictures than there are real. But again, there are, there is real footage out there and as far as the phenomenon uh i think that um like both of you have said that it's more of a it's a spiritual and it's a it's a consciousness thing and i do agree that some of it is physical and uh but i think i don't necessarily believe that it's entities coming from other planets or other galaxies to visit earth i think that they are here and they have been living here for a really long time it's interdimensional globalists here to probe you. No, Alex Jones just took over for a second. I'm sorry. All right, that was Rex Smith. Oh, yeah, Rex Smith. He's a good one. All right, guys, that was fun. Uh, before y'all go, let everyone know where they can find all your podcasts, books, all the goody good stuff. Lindsay? Uh, rogueways.org is the best place to go to find all of my stuff. Uh, you can get my services, spiritual services there, my books there. You can get links to the show. I'm on Rockfin is where I most like to be because they don't censor. I have some stuff on YouTube that they might not be upset about eventually and censor me over, uh, and every podcast app as well. You can get the audio of all my shows. Uh, you can find me on Raised by Giants on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to podcasts on. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at Raised by Giants Pod or at Ride or Die Spirit, where I post a bunch of really funny memes every day. Uh, thank you, Chris. And thank you, Lindsay. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate both of you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ryder. That was amazing. And definitely we'll be doing it again. Lindsay, uh, we'll talk to you on Sunday for Day Zero if you're able to make it, of course, for sure. All right. Well, till next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We'll talk again tomorrow. We'll see you then.